All right, turn your phones on silent. Telefonos and silencio. Your brother speaks Spanish too? Yeah. My nieces speak Spanish, Catalan, French, and English. Look at that. I did it. I put it on vibrate. Yes. So I'm not going to get put on blast again. Jesus Christ. No sweater on. He's good. I didn't do my hair. Hello. Hello. Oh. Hello. I feel like I can't hear myself as much. I totally didn't spike my my Coke. Can you, but I can't Is hear me. Is that Coke or you can hear me? Yeah. Or okay. coffee? Well, it was here, and then I filled it up to here. With Is it coffee food. or Coke? Coke. See, I already forgot. Kruthanuch. Uh, Kruthanuch. Kruthanuch. But the funny part is, we we're actually saying it wrong. Wait, it? what nationality are you? Thai Filipino. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounded Thai. Because oh, yeah. I, I used to live with a guy whose last name was Nanthavong Duongse. That's. <laughs> I got lucky. I got, <laughs> Nantabong, Nantabong, I got eleven. How do you fill that one out? Thomas Nantavong Duong. No, one of my friend, one of my best friends in high Thomas school. Her last name was Jira Chacha Valwong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but, me, so that's I got lucky. That's I got lucky with eleven. But wow. when I went to Thailand, we were going through whatever border agency that is, and then I was like, they're like, "What's your last name?" I was like, Kruthanuch. And then they're like, "No." I'm like, "What do you mean no?" He's like, "No, Kruthanuk." I was like. No, it's Kruthanuch. So they had to correct how I said it. Yeah. So it's Kruthanuk? Yeah, it's Kruthanuk. When you were over there, they say Kruthanuk. Kruthanuk. All right. Yeah. Hurry before you forget. Here we go. <laughs> Red, I know. Oh, that's a horrible <laughs> intro. Hurry. Furthest one to the right. Okay. And we are live. Episode so 10 of Shoot Hello? the Mic, sponsored by Rifle Supply. And our special guest today, Daniel, a.k.a. Yogi Kruthanuch. Kruthanuk. Kruthanuk. You said yeah. my last name right. Yeah. I said it right. Yeah. <laughs> Where does Yogi come from? That's an interesting story. And by the way, putting me on the episode after fucking Anthony showed up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was actually just going to say that. Like, we're concerned about his name and stuff and who he is, but let's talk about Arm Scholar. Yeah, we can get into that. Like, how. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Anthony. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love you. <laughs> all right, yeah. Oh, so, all right. Where did Yogi come from? So, I was just telling these guys before we started. Uh, I actually dropped out of high school in like 10th grade because I never wanted to attend my classes, never could wake up for it. Justin's disappointed in you. <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> Education Nazi. But yeah. I was ditching class with a friend and he was like doing his little gangster freestyle. And then he was like, oh, me and Yogi are going to get some picnic baskets. I'm like, who the fuck is Yogi? <laughs> and then by lunch, lunchtime, half our group was calling me Yogi. I'm like, how the fuck did they learn this name? Like we weren't even around them. So everybody, you know, in LA, everybody had a, a gangster name. Right? Yeah, and I was I got stuck with Yogi, and I was like, <laughs> so I that comes from the cartoon where Yogi would do yeah, like yeah, the like picnic basket, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. No, but I hate it's a tough name. No, for years I I wanted it out, you know. So again, my real name is Daniel, but I was like Yogi, who the fuck? Like I don't. Want, I feel like I that's a cool name. Me. I kind of like it. Yeah, but you know. I, Imagine a name that you never expected, and people yeah. just started calling you that on Yogi and on. the Bear, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but in the later years, you so know who that what, is Chachi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never you, get to you choose. You never get to choose your nickname, though, huh? It's always given to you. Yeah, so it, makes it sense. was weird, but I mean, I had to learn to to love it, right? Or yeah. just accept it, you yeah. know. But even when I uh, got into like more professional jobs, when I got into the more the automotive scene, I remember I just got a job at uh, Falcon Tire. And uh, I was like, all right, everybody's going to know me as Daniel. No one's going to fuck this up for me, right? <laughs> it got to the po- So Ian, who was here last week, everybody's like, I'm like, hi, I'm Daniel. Hi, I'm Daniel. And then I knew Ian prior to working there. He walks up to my desk. He's like, sub Yogi. I was like, fuck, no, <laughs> don't do this. It got, all the, it got all the way up to the chain to the, C, uh, the, yeah, the president of Falcon Tire. And I was like, oh, man. So everybody started calling me Yogi again. I was like, 
oh, whatever, just just accept it. So yeah. I, I learned to embrace it. Nice. Good man. So I know your main, well, I think what your main um, source of income in is photography. Now it is. Now it is. Yeah. So obviously, I think this last weekend, was it NASCAR you were at? Formula Drift. Formula Drift. Yeah. So I uh, NASCAR. I, with, with <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't shoot that. He doesn't do his <laughs> research, guys. Hey, it's <laughs> cars that go like this. Come on. Yeah. With Mr. Harry Kong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and by the way, those Harry photos, what? like, epic. Like, all epic photos. I'm going to add some uh, work to Dom's edit, so. Bing. <laughs> there right you there. go. Thank you. <laughs> so, I always, when people ask me, like, oh, who's Yogi? You'll probably hate this, but I'm like, it's a pretty um, well-known photographer in the automotive scene. Or, I don't want to say well-known. Sometimes I might say famous. Um your photos have gotten a lot of play. That one with the helicopter in the sand, that one was more recent. But even before that, like how, and you know all the top photographers in automotive scene and stuff like that. Are you at that level? I mean, is that what you do? For me, you're like an incredible photographer. And don't be humble about it. Be like, honest about it. I mean, are you pretty well known in the industry as far as photography and stuff like that? So it didn't start off like that. Um, after like a stint of another career, um, and we'll get to like earlier on before that. I, it was almost a mistake that I started in photography. I, I did a job, I got really not bored, like we would be traveling a lot. So I picked up a camera. My best friend actually uh, lent me his camera. He traded a racing seat. Go ahead. Mike, sorry. Oh, oh go to yeah, the mic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, my, one of my best friends bought, uh, traded a racing seat for a, a DSLR camera, a Rebel XT. I still remember it was a silver camera. And I was like, hey, can I use it? And I just found all the, you know, the knobs and everything very fascinating. Like, oh, this does this. Oh, this is how you get the light streaks and yada, yada, yada. Um, I forgot how it started, but I, I love cars ever since I was a kid. My dad was a mechanic. We had our own garage in Glendale. And um, naturally, when I kind of picked the photography, I was like, oh, I want to, I gravitated to cars. Um, my old boss, Mark Arsenal, which uh, owns Fat Lace, Illist. Um, it was clothing brand. Oh, it was really, yeah. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you have every shirt at home. Yeah, true. I have a lot of shirts. <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up meeting him on his forum, which was the fatlace.com forum way back in the day. And then I kind of introduced myself, yada, yada. I, didn't, I actually didn't know he was the owner. I submitted my photo. He's like, dude, you do some great stuff. Do you want to be a, a blogger? And I was like, sure. I'm like, who are you? He's like, oh, I'm the owner. I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't know this whole time, <laughs> right? Uh, and that's kind of where, like, that's where I got my start. Um, yeah, that, that's basically, that's how it started. And then in my past eight to nine years, uh, I've worked for various tire companies such as Falcon, and I did work for Nato Tire, Yokohama Tire. And um, yeah, I just, I was really blessed with the opportunity to be able to do a little bit of different because, you know, one company does things differently. Like this guy, uh, this company does Formula Drift. This one does Porsche racing. This one off does off-road, you know. So you I was, do a little bit of everything? Yeah, I do a little bit of everything. And your stuff isn't mostly static, correct? Or you do some static stuff, too, but most of it, I mean, from what I Action know... Action shots? You, uh, yeah, out at races, sitting out there in the fucking desert waiting for the shot. Like, Yeah, I mean, like again, some, some days are easy where they'll come by every, like, two minutes, and some days you're waiting there for, like, five hours for this one car to show up, and it just breaks down about a mile <laughs> before you get there. Damn. And you're just like, what the fuck, man? I've been out in the sun for, like, five hours. 
So right now you shoot for Needle Tyler, right? I so I, I own my own photo studio and um, I, I do pick up clients. So I don't work for them directly, but every now and then when they're like, "Hey, you're the right person for this job," I'll pick it up. Sweet. Shout um, out to Needle Tire. That's our sponsor. Yeah, it is. Yep. Did you have a first job lined up with? Photography, that's why you traded the seat for the camera, or you just wanted a camera? So this is another interesting story. I wanted out of photography. Oh. So um, I did the whole fat lace thing. I did, you know, little photos for some magazines here and there. Back in the day, um, I was really trying to find my niche. So um, speaking of other photographers, back in the day, I used to look up to, like, there's right now he's probably one of the most popular, which is Larry Chen. Um, he takes care of all like the formula just stuff. He's he, right now the the guy just went from wherever to he's like in Sydney right now. Mm. Um, but then there's other guys like Lindbergh, Will Rogue, like a bunch of these guys that I followed, and I really was like trying to copy their style, right? But then I found out that you know why copy their style because they would just rather hire those guys. Mm. So I kind of had to find my own balance of what I love and what I want to show, and it really came down to not caring. Like obviously, I want to. I'm passionate about what I release, but sometimes I'd be like, "Oh, there's too much grain in this photo, or this color, this." You know, I, it, I wanted everything perfect, but when I kind of let that go, that's when people are starting to notice the work. They're like, "Oh, that's very unique," and blah blah. Little do they know that was a mistake. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, cool, <laughs> right?" You saw that, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. This cool. last weekend, uh, I know you posted a photo in your IG of one driver flipping off the other driver. Yeah. And then I seen the full action shot of that. Yeah. So that was crazy that you caught that at that moment. That's like Teledigna. Honestly, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, sometimes it's luck. I didn't even know I had that photo, to be honest. So when you're on the field, you don't have the audio from, like, for example, the guy is uh, Jared DeAnda. He's always the one that's announcing and, you know, his voices, you know, and speakers and everything. But when you're in the trenches, none of that speakers go to you, so you don't know what the fuck's going on. So when I watched the replay, he was just like, oh, he's telling the other driver he's number one, right? <laughs> and I was like, wait, I have that pass. So I went back to my photos and I looked and slowly I saw his finger coming out. I was like, oh, fuck, I got the photo. It's fucking rad. Yeah. Did you shoot like a ton of photos? How many photos, like for that event, how many photos? I have over 10,000 photos from that one event. That Ooh. event? Yeah. So One day, two days? Two days. How long does it take you to go through those 10,000 photos? It's actually not that bad because like you'll you'll know what's a good photo. So you just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I have a pretty quick computer, so it's not lagging while you're looking through it. And then like when something catches your eye, that's the photo, okay. right? Um, it's like one you're of those. Like, it's up, it's up, it's up. It's yeah, up, yeah. No, I went back and forth like five, six, seven times. Like, it's, it's this one. This is the best one. <laughs> no, and uh, you know, right now this year we have some of the best drivers as far as Neo Tire goes. So uh, fortunately for me, as I get to work, unfortunately for me, I have to stay during the whole event because it's like our drivers either make it to the top or they're they're on all four corners of the bracket. So I have to stay there the whole time. Dude, you know? hell yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Do you Crit get in free? Hmm? You're, you're there free like as press, or you got to pay to? I get paid to do. They're paying. No, <laughs> no, yeah. He gets, oh, right. He, he so gets in for, for that event, Needle hires you to be there. Yeah. Um, okay. So they actually have another photographer. Shout out to Alex Wong, but um, he's typically the guy that tours with them and does all the work. They, that's in house, though, right? Because I learned a lot about this from you and Ian and Harry. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of that stuff, they don't. Some they have in house photographers, but then they hire agencies. Also, that people shoot for that they bring in that shoot. It depends on stuff. the company. So, like Falcon okay. has their in-house, but Nitto and Yokohama and some of those guys are outsourced or outsourced. whatnot. So they go um, to agencies yeah. and then you go shoot. Yeah, it all depends. It's it's all situational on what what they can use. They have their preferred 
you know, people that they like to use. Right. Sometimes they want to match what they've been getting for many years or months or whatever. So they try to use the same people just to keep it consistent. And the marketing mm -hmm. campaigns probably have an impact on that too, right? Yeah. If they're going for a certain look, a certain light, a certain, there are yeah. there certain photographers. Yeah, there, there's, there's honestly, there's so many talented photographers that sometimes when they're like, hey, we hired this guy for this project, I was like, go ahead. He's great at that, you know? Right. There's a, a very good uh, amount of respect within the photography community, you know? Um, I haven't really put myself out there as like being like, you know, the popular guy, you know, matter of fact, I, I think we had this discussion, but I, you know, I went from my Instagram account that had like 30,000 followers, you know, at well, 35,000 at one time where I kind of was like, I don't really care for all the people on here. I kind of want to reset and just kind of do what I like What was to your do. old Instagram? Mm -hmm. It was just, it's the same name that I have now, uh -oh. which is face to yogi. Um, but I kind of, I changed that to my business account. And then like I just the Bear Studios, or yeah, Bear Cove yeah. Studios, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I and then make another one, and like I, I, I don't like, I don't shoot for times where I was like, oh, these, this is the best time to post. I'll post at midnight. I don't care. Yeah, but 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 you've but you've worked so hard throughout the years, and you've taken some epic photos and done so many jobs that it allows you to get to that point. It's like the tattoo artist that has to take walk-ins for the first 10 years, yeah. but then they get so good that they have a book of work, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's not for everybody. I mean, the work that you've put in, I think, has given you the ability to not give a shit about Instagram. Yeah. Because people know who you are. Because if you look at your IG, I just showed it to somebody the other day that didn't know who you were. And I was like, these photos are fucking epic. Like, your in-motion photos, the, the way that you shoot it, the way they come out, it's like... It's funny because I'm like, dude, that belongs in a magazine. I'm like, wait, I know this guy that took this photo. <laughs> you know, like if you could say like rad. your one photo that like kind of made you or like, it's I don't think one photo made me. Like but we're, you're like we went not viral, but like all right, you're like this photo got a lot of attraction, yeah. and you're like all right, this is fucking rad. Like I know I'm, I'm so I, I've good. had the opportunity to shoot cars that no one in the U.S. has ever shot. Like uh, there's this HKS. Um, R32 uh, Skyline. I saw that. Yeah, saw and that it long. was driven by... Uh, you can pull that up off his IG. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was driven by Dayoshihara, and it was shipped over from Japan, this iconic iconic HKS uh, R32 um, Skyline. And I was able to get on the track by myself, no other photographer. Um, and, I, you know, if anything, there's one thing I guess people know me for is that I, I kind of do really good at rollers. Uh, rollers being like slow shutter, you're I'm like really low to the ground. Like if you actually, if, no one's ever taken a photo of me doing it, but when I'm shooting a car at a track, I'm literally hanging outside like a van with no safety harness or anything. Oh. And yeah, he did it to shoot That's the ones cool. that for of the Durango of the rifle oh, really? Durango. Yeah. Oh he yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So you're, not, his, you're not just sitting there. No, you're in, in a car. Like no. So um, a lot of Mission Impossible out. style. So like if you really want to yep. make it in the photography space, <laughs> you really gotta like. Not risk it, but you yeah. you just have to be a little different, right? Yeah. yeah. So Gotta most photographers, well, yeah, most photographers will sit comfortably in the car, but I'm here like upside down, like this is the perfect shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy because we're driving the and he's hanging out. <laughs> he's so hanging out of his brother's Explorer <laughs> out the back, fucking shooting photos. Yeah. Well, you're in luck, dude. There's a '94 Chevy OBS out front today. Oh, I've been waiting <laughs> hey, for you guys. Have you seen my Scion? Oh, <laughs> the smart car. Up there? <laughs> I, I truly say this for you, like, if you want it shot, I will shoot. But and. This is not to be mean to my friends, family, or anything. When people ask me, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, this is work for me. Like, I'm just so, like, I'm not jaded, but I'm just like, I, I do this for work. And it's kind of like, if you're a dentist and you're like, hey, can you check my tooth out? It's Wednesday. I'm like, no, fuck you. <laughs> like, and the break, too. Like, 
Chuck, when he was cooking, he never used to cook for us. Yeah. Yeah. We would go out to the river on trips. He's like, nope, I'm on fucking vacation. But now that he doesn't cook for a living, now he actually likes now to I'll cook. Now cook for everyone yeah. every it's, time. It's yeah. like yeah. everything. It's with like, any industry. Right? Yeah, the right. gardener doesn't mm-hmm. mow his fucking own yard. The mechanic oh. has a fucked up car. Yeah. Like, like you're not at yeah. work and people ask you about guns. You're like, <sighs> yep. Now, I have a question for I you. I mean, it's... T- Just call the shop. Yeah. It's like that with how, everything. How did you end up meeting... Larry Chen, because I've been following him for years, and like like you said, so the guy I, is so I, well known. Like I, I'm definitely a fan of his work, right? Um, but I'm not the type of I, I'm not a big uh, fanboy, you know. And not to say that like I was like I don't care for him, but I just didn't want to be that guy at an event. Like oh my god, Larry, I love you. I love his work. I respect the guy. I just didn't want to bother him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 2015, I built a car for the SEMA show. Um, yeah. So the SEMA show is one of the biggest trade shows of the year for the automotive community. It's like the SHOT show for cars. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah. um, or CES for electronics. I Same built a thing. car. and um, Or AVN for porn. <laughs> or NAB <Sorry>. for broadcasting. <laughs> there we go. We can keep going with this. Let's keep going. So I built a car. and um, What did you build? Excuse me. I am. Um, I got gas right now from this. Uh, I thought you were getting emotional. This, this <laughs> <laughs> I built this car. Oh, damn, what kind of fucking car was this? So I built this car and uh, I kept it a big secret, right? It was a 2006 Lexus GS, uh, GS430. Uh, me and my friends from Buddha Concept Design, we basically come up, came up with this thing where, and I had it rendered where I wanted to do this whole wide body. So back, back in the day, those, uh, those chassis were really known for like doing VIP, which mm-hmm. is like, crystal balls and Fucking like curtains low, yeah curtains everything oh, yep. and i just right. didn't you know okay. i want to be a little bit different just like anything right and then i was like i want to make this big body luxury sports sedan so we ended up doing wide body giant wing on it we put on air ride everything liberty walk rb or yeah. 2j is a liberty walk it was a 3uz so uh, it was it was a, the the v8 right okay. it, was, it was automatic too which was the crazy part but i was just like <laughs> I, I was just I like lo- i love those gs430s oh, yeah, yeah. Me too. I love me those, too. those are hard yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't remember mine back talking, i have no idea it's numbers <laughs> and letters yeah so <laughs> i built this car no one knew i told nobody to leak the photos and then one day uh the day before we were leaving to sema i invited all my friends and we did this like a little burnout video in my buddy's at uh, buddha concept design Someone posted the photo, and I was like, "No," and I was like, "You know what? Fuck it, just let it go." That was the car you were taking to SEMA. Yeah, the next day I woke up to like five thousand additional followers. Oh shit! Yeah, I, and I had I was like a thousand followers at the time, or something like that. And I was just like, "What the fuck's going?" That I was us up. with the Dana White build. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I slept yeah, yeah, at like four a.m., sure. woke up at like seven, and then it's just like bidding, 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 bidding. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> and then. Before the car got to SEMA, there was like an article saying top five cars to see at SEMA, and I made it on there. And I was like, Whoa. how oh, the wow. fuck? That's <laughs> huge, dude. Yeah. Bro, what the hell just happened? So um, we did the show. You know, there, it was it was a very ex- exciting time. And a lot of people don't know that I actually built that car to get a job within the industry. So um, anyways. So, I, I, so I, it worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see so, this car now. I know. Yeah. Bing! Bing! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, later, you know, and throughout the months, it would get featured in a bunch of Japanese magazines, local magazines. And then one of them, they're like, hey, we want you to shoot you for Speed Hunters, which is like Ooh. this really awesome uh, online magazine blog, whatever you want to call it. And they're like, hey, we're going to send out Larry Chen. I was like, oh, cool. Shit. Right? <laughs> so that's where we met. And I think that's where like he we kind of knew each other back then, right? And then I still remember he was like, "Hey, so uh, what we do with?" I was like, "Hey, not to like rain on the parade, but I, I I am a shooter too. So if you if there's a shot you want, just tell me what to do and I'll place it." And then that's when he kind of found out like, "Oh, I'm a shooter too." This and that. 
And then um, that's when we kind of started getting to know each other more. And then throughout the years, when I worked for the various tire companies, he would see me bouncing around. He's like, oh, you're at this company now? I'm like, you're at this company now? <laughs> so, yeah. No, and Larry's, Larry's a great guy. Um, and I, I respect the hustle that he does. And he has a, a team of, like, five or six awesome dudes that I get to hang out with when I go to these events. Because you brought one of the dudes in that shoots with him, right? Yeah, Lewis. Lewis, Lewis. is... Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna say shoots under him, but that's kind of like one of his lead guys. Mm. When Larry can't make it to one event, Lewis is at the other event, you gotcha. know. And those guys kill it every single. Like these guys wake up at 6 a.m., go to sleep at 6 a.m. the following day. That's and work. Yeah, and they uh, they're the guys. So a lot of like the Toyota stuff, like oh, if Toyota wanted photos from this event, they'll send it off. So they basically just you know kind of push their work wherever. Yeah. yeah. So when you go to an event like with Nitto, how many? photos do they expect from you that are like ready to go professional photos is it like 5 10 15 it all depends it just depends sometimes it's 20 sometimes it's 100 it just you know what they need or for me like I, like i said i try to give them more of the quality than the quantity edited yeah. or un- do you let them do the edits no, 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 or do I you edit, edit, you edit? Okay. yeah so it's a finished product yeah um that was another thing like a lot of photographers always ask me like man you have killer photos this and that i'm like honestly it's a lot of editing like a lot those photos that you saw. Uh, there's that yellow Corolla. Yeah, those were shot in the daytime. They look like they're nighttime. A lot of yeah. Ding. Oh yeah. Bing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I shot. There, there's this photo of uh, Ryan Turk, and you, we we. It was during the daytime, but it didn't match my nighttime photos. So that's where you get creative, right? Wow. You just kind of like, oh, let me play with this photo. Let me do this. Let's see if this works. And that's where I guess a lot of my experience comes in. Is I just learned how to edit photos where. You're just trying to match the scene, right? Now, I have a quick question. With all of that, do you use LUTs or like is it always your oh, no. own edit? It's always my own edit. I see. Yeah. Um, what, 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 a LUT is a, a filter. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is it's it like LUTs a, or Yeah. So, what a lot of people it's will LUTs. do is they'll throw like a filter, which is like a, a pre edit, and yeah. then they'll just adjust from there mm. to make it easier. Well, I created my own presets. I don't use like uh, anybody's LUTs. Right, so they're your own. Yeah, they're my own, okay. but it's just it's just I know what I want to start off with. Yeah. So I don't I can slide it myself and do yeah. it and everything, but that one click and it's like, "All right, this is what I want." You're wanted. almost there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost there. But, but it takes that vision, which I don't have at all. That vision of what that shot, what you want it to look like, what the lighting you want, what streaks you want, what, you know, like I don't know. That shit's amazing to me. It's almost like a tattoo. You know what I can do? Again, another that that art, that vision, another Bing. But uh, I'll I'll actually (laughs) provide Dom with a before and after of that shot that I'm talking about. I've seen the ones of the Porsche. He's gonna have a shit ton of editing for this. Oh yeah. Yeah. So wait, the 430 was it super stanced or what was your camber like? Did you go super wide on it with the wide body? Wide, yeah, like like 20 by 12s. No, it wasn't no, that bad. I was uh, so I did a square setup. So you remember back oh, in the day, squared. people were stretching their tires. Yeah, I actually did a square tire setup. So it was actually, and it was on air and it was on air. Yeah. So oh yeah, do you get so like we the, have, the we Japanese have no idea style, what you're talking about. Japanese style super stance. So you stretch the tire. There's some rims showing. Right, mm-hmm. that's a style super stance out. A lot of them are static. They'll ride one inch, two inches off the ground. Wait, is that when the wheels are like this? Correct. Yeah, okay. it's what yeah. you would call like. Stanced. And then the rim sticks out a little bit on the tire. So I did that. Yes. I did that on my C10. They're the rear wheels. Yep. And then the tire sponsor was like, "Don't do that." Uh, yeah, he's like, "Don't do that." Yeah. I'm like, "No, I want to do that." Like, and that's why my rim stuck out a little. Well, bit so more for than tire, tire manufacturers, sure they don't recommend you stretching right. your tires. That's it's a, it's it is dangerous. The moment it debeads, you could like you know fuck, crash on the highway. Right. 
Debead the bead that's in yeah, the yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I get that I part. I'm not. I'm, an, I'm not an idiot. I'm not, I didn't say. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't come to this podcast to learn about cars. It's not gonna so happen. I did, oh, a of, a car guy. I did a bunch of photo shoots with my C10, and the one photo shoot I was like tripped out on was we went in the riverbed. It was like 11 at night, dark as fuck. Yeah. And what they did was like light painting. Yeah. Yeah. The dude like stood there all around the car with the light. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, yeah, no. you're doing like I'm this, like, you're doing this Mike, one yeah, dance yeah. where you're just walking that around. Was years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm that like, was that was before it was cool. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, he's in fucking every shot. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. No. One, once you learn about what a camera does and how, uh, so uh, cap, uh, taking a photo is capturing light. So if you're dark and you're walking by with a wand that's like you know going over a car, it's just gonna pick up the car and. But if you shine yourself, then you're going to be in the photo. Gotcha. So it, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So for anybody at home, look up light, like automotive light painting, and then you'll see what he's talking about. We'll have about. to get those photos because yeah. our cousin who passed away, mm-hmm. um, he did a few on 4th of July with a sparkler. And, and yeah. he mm-hmm. actually had Chuck like sitting because when we rode bicycles a lot yeah. we were, and, and like sitting out like this, and he drew the bike around him but you can't see what it looks like until the photo's done yeah it's yeah. fucking yeah nuts. i have I actually have what one of the pictures is on my uh bank card it's me chugging a beer and it says he wrote like vlrc yeah, yeah behind me because that was our writing crew vato soko's writing crew yeah and it's just me chugging a beer and it says it, in, that in a shit sparkler. was awesome dude so that's, really that, cool. that's the interesting about photography right <laughs> is that i wasn't professionally trained i, I went to youtube youtube academy a lot of every, people. Yeah, yeah. And then, but the thing is, uh, you get to kind of create your own niche and how your photos turn out. You know, no no two photographers will be the same ever. One guy might be like, hey, I like shooting further. I might be like, I'm shooting more forward. One guy doesn't like to edit. I like to heavily edit or moderately, you know, moderately edit. It just depends on what I'm, what the client wants and what they want to receive. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, for my own use, I like that very, like, dark, you know, evil look to the to the shot. That's and just my style. And a lot of people like completely opposite, like Mike's, like Mimi. She shoots with like a super oh, light background yeah, yeah, to yeah. all of her wedding photos mm-hmm. and her stuff. Right. So yeah. it's really just like preference. Yeah. Like even my wedding stuff is like, I, I try to do a little. Do you something, shoot, something somebody married you? Yeah. I was going to say, do you shoot weddings? <laughs> I did shoot weddings. Really? Yeah. Um, I do it very rarely, and the reason why is because bridezillas is a real thing. <laughs> Weddings are painful. No, I had they a friend. I'm not gonna name who it is, but like you know, sweetest girl I know, and during her wedding, she turned into like, I was like, what the fuck? I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, my lady's a wedding planner, so she deals with all that. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. So I, I hear about this shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, the money's good, but is it worth it? Not really. At least a car doesn't talk to me. You know? <laughs> That's true. crazy. Yeah. That's a bitch. All right, so now let's jump into how you know. Arm scholar, where did where did that relationship start? So I, I that was weird. Um, it was a weird transition. So I, I've been. Would <laughs> <laughs> you want to go into like pizza or something? Or? I was gonna go guns, but yeah. So well, arm scholar is guns. Okay, Hello. Okay. So I think a lot of cur- people will probably be curious why I'm here and why we're talking about me, but because <laughs> you're Yogi, the popular photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. NATO tires. No, so I've I've been into guns, you know, for the most most of my adult life, right? But as a in my when I was younger and around my parents, they were just like, no guns, no this, no that, you know. So I started pretty late, like in my mid twenties, right? Uh, picked up my first gun, got my first AR, and then um, you know I, I I dabble in social media a lot and uh, advertisement, photography, just a little bit of everything. And then um, during COVID, I think it was COVID, uh, I was just bored, right? And then um, I remember I went to Route sixty six on my birthday. And when I got there, I found out a friend of mine works there. And he's totally ungun related. I was like, what the hell? 
that led me to meeting people like uh, the owner of Route 66, Tom, Tom. and um, meeting Claudia and Jojo Vadanez from JVI and Route 66 at the time. And um, it was a brand new range. I was literally the only person there that day. Like you would expect the range. It's a beautiful range. Yeah. They have so many bays. They have so many places to shoot, steel gallery. And then I was like, I kind of want to make this kind of a passion project, right? So I offered my services. Oh, you took over their IG. Yeah, I did their IG for a little bit, like one to two months. But obviously, I had my own thing where I was, you know, doing photography and everything on my on my side. So I got them to hire one of my buddies, Jason, and he does their social me- social media. And then I talked to the owner, and I was like, I have an idea if you want to try this out. So the first thing, the first event was with Reno May. I cold called or cold message Reno. I was like, Hey, we're thinking about. I want to bring you out to this event. You know, let's take care of you and. Let's see how this goes. And at the time, I think they were like the very early stages of YouTube, right? So he came out. We did this event. Very successful. Loved the event. Got to know Reno, you know, at a personal level. And I consider him a really good friend of mine. Then the next step was, hey, we want to do another event. I go, do we want to do just another Reno event, you know? But it would have been great regardless. And then I go, maybe let's get the two biggest California gun YouTube guys, right? So I reached out to Anthony, and I remember, I think he explained it. He was like, no one wants to see me. I'm like, no, bro, like, trust me. You know. And at the time... So you didn't know him before that? You just no, reached out I, to him? No, I just reached out. And, and he only had like 50,000 followers? Uh, I think far less than that. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was just like, hey... How we- were you able to reach out to that? So he was still popular at that time. He was... He, no, he was very popular. Like, you know, the main two back then were Reno and Anthony. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kept messaging him, and I was just like... Sliding and he, he, in the DMs. Yeah. <laughs> and then he kept, like, he, he would respond. He wasn't just ignoring me, but it was more like, nobody wants to see me, right? Yeah, yeah. So finally, I just, I was like, hey, bro, let's do this. Like, let's do it on this day, yada, yada. And I came up with all the names. Like, I was like, Reno May Day. I was just like, random things that just popped in my head, and I was like, armed and uh, Reno May, or, May yeah. you know, whatever. Armed in May or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... um Another successful event where, you know, they came out, you know, everybody loved, you know, everybody started coming out to the range. They just wanted to see their favorite YouTuber. And that um, was the one we were at, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the, I, I really enjoyed their videos at the time because um, many years ago when um, I had whatever guns I had, I was just like very turned off by owning a rifle or anything because there's so many rules, right? I didn't know anything about AR Maglock, uh, Featureless. featureless, all this stuff. I ended up building this abomination. I was just like, <laughs> of everything. I was like, this is supposed to be legal? How does this thing work? Yeah, and I was just like, I was so annoyed. And then um, when I started watching like Reno's videos and Anthony's, they're mentioning like AR Maglock or whatever. And it so happens that I met uh, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn from Glenn. AR Maglock. And that's where I landed here is because I needed, uh, I needed a, a lower at the time. And I couldn't find anything. This is when everybody's just buying up the, you know, mm. the yin-yang. And I was just like... Glenn was like, oh, hit up my boy uh, at um, at Rifle Supply. Just DM them. And I literally DM. Fucking I, Glenn. Yeah, fucking Glenn. <laughs> Love that guy. I, I, and same thing. I DM Baca. <laughs> and I was like, hey, bro, like Glenn told me to talk to you, yada, yada. Like the first moment, he was just like, yeah, just come through. Like I'll have one of my guys. I actually didn't meet him that day. I think I, I, think I went through you or someone else. It was on a Saturday for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, might have, I was working Saturdays back then. Yeah, so that's how that whole... That whole this whole community uh, started coming about. Is that like, when you first got into the gun industry? Was like around that time? Yeah, so that's all pretty recent then. Yeah, like two like, years ago yeah, or something two, like three that. Years ago. Uh, I did work for Sparrow Dynamics. Um, okay. I did a lot of their social and I did yeah. a lot of their stuff. And then um, I think I started coming more often because I, I uh, you know, at the time I was talking to Tom from Route 66 and I said, 
hey, I really want to see if we can get other gun shops out here. Like, why not? It should like we should be all sharing the pie instead of like kind of like not. Yeah. Oh, I don't want them to come. They're another gun shop. But I really wanted that community Which we've to come into out. into at other events. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah I, I mean, like I said, everybody can have their own piece of the pie. You guys have Orange There's enough County. Money. Yeah. There's enough money to go around. Yeah. So that's how this whole thing came about. And, you know, I just started coming around more often. You're, and you're just really good at fucking matchmaking, though. I, I said it to say, Anthony. Yeah. Like, you're really good at connecting people because you know a lot of people. You're well-respected. You're not an asshole. And people like you. And, like, you're really good at bringing people together. That's why I thought maybe... Maybe we can bring them in the fold or something for the SoCal shoot event stuff because I think there's some value there. For but, sure. You know, you usually do it with stuff that you believe in or people you like. It's not like you're just out there promoting everybody because honestly, like you getting Armed Scholar on here, you're a boy, but like you didn't get paid for that. No, you know, I, like you didn't get paid for certain things. You do it because you love it. Oh, I sent like him a check people. the other day. You did? <laughs> Fuck. Is, I'm is giving my, him is a my AK coming? Yeah. <laughs> my God, I already told you I'd give you No, it's, it's one of those AK. things where like, it doesn't hurt to introduce people to good people. Right. You know, yeah, like yeah. it doesn't hurt me. If anything, this may help me it's later great on. for you. Yeah. yeah. So it might be like, smart. Anthony, you can vouch for me one day. You can vouch for me. Someone else that knows it's the People circle. helping people. Yeah. Totally. I have no problem with that, you know. Yeah. And um, something I have to learn is not to be greedy because when greed comes into play, like I've, I've lived it for many years where I've had friends that we, I lost friends because of money or whatever, but. You know, I'm 36 now, and I just I'm just trying to live life and eat meals three times a day, and go to sleep and play Call of Duty. Well, people are so reluctant. <laughs> people are so reluctant to connect other people. I don't know why. Like th this company was relationship yeah. built, right? And and like just getting along with everybody and connecting with everybody. Everybody. Well, a lot of people in this industry hold stuff super close to their chest, and I don't. Um, I don't understand why. There, like you said, there's enough money to go around. Yeah. As long as you're not in my 50 mile radius, dude. Let's connect. Let's exchange things. Yeah. If and you're I, in if that, if we could help each other yeah, out, why not? Yeah. I've yeah. always connected you with whoever it is. You know, like totally. even uh, Ryan from Alpha Six Defense. He was yeah. like, "Hey, is it cool? I come like totally come through." Like yeah, I had a good conversation. Yeah, with yeah. Him. All these people are good people. You know, I I support many shops. Right now, my go-to is Rifle Supply. They didn't pay me to say that. <laughs> um, but again, uh, and I said this while I think. John was on the podcast, and I was sitting in the background, and I said, genuinely, I was so impressed by the customer service here that um, this is a place that I don't need to tell them that, oh, my boy's coming. Like, Can you take care of him? You simply can just come, and they're gonna, you're going to get a good experience out of it, and you, you will know that right when you get there. You know, I've never seen people behind a counter really smiling at you, right? It's usually like, what do you want? <laughs> Glock 17? Cool. <laughs> oh, you want this FMK? Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so very true. Yeah, I just, I, I genuinely love this shop and just what how you guys represent this community, and you know for the the experience, it's it's a no brainer to come here, and you know, I love it. What what Hold are you it. carrying right now? My shield. See, everybody shits on shields. Well, not you. You don't. Everybody else does. <laughs> no. Yeah. Raul has a shield. Oh, a, lot a lot of people, people that like shields. A lot of people talk shit on shields. Well, they, I think oh, they yeah, mo but... mostly talk shit on the crunchy trigger. Mm. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. But you can I mean, buy your Apex trigger I right at riflesupply.com. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> we do have them in stock. And we do have a gunsmith that can install them. Uh -huh, don't you carry right. a Glock 19 too? I call, I, so my... my my most used or most carried on me is my shield, just because it's the smallest footprint on me. You can barely see it. Um, single stack, you know. Yeah. You carry an appendix with an extra mag. Yeah. What T Rex or what are you carrying? Uh, Side, tier, one. tier one. Tier one. Tier one, and then uh, hive hive tactical uh, extension. Mm. Um, plus two. 
plus two, yeah. Uh, it's 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 the easiest thing to carry. Again, like I'm not I'm not so crazy about like carrying the full array on me. The 19 is a really I love carrying that thing, but it, it leaves a bigger footprint. I've seen you carry the 19 before. Yeah, it's just and, and you can notice it too. No, and then Baka's like, I can see your print. I'm like, I know you can. I'm, I'm not the lightest. I'm not the lightest guy. Like, yeah. And then the same thing. The the 26 feels similar, similar, but obviously it's a, it's much smaller. But I still can feel that that double stack. The bulkiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Bulky as hell. Again, I'm not like if I had to rely on my life on one gun, I probably wouldn't carry this one. But this is literally the smallest footprint. I can get it out. Again, I think you we, we were talking this about the other podcast, but I'm just there to punch out and do whatever I need to do to protect myself, right? right. So True. You got a good connect for a PPT if you want to get a different single stack, too. He'll hook you up, I bet. Whoa. I connect people, too, man. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know, I, I, in the most recent years, I haven't be, been so crazy about, like, buy, like building and buying, like, these crazy um, pistols or whatever, whatever it is, right? Mm. Uh, I've, I've become a very simple person in the most recent years. Like, I bought an M1A recently from you guys. Nice. And, That's uh, a good purchase. Nice. It, and the reason why I love that gun is I loved watching fucking uh, Black Hawk Down. Mm. Black, I, black, black what? Black what? Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh. Tristan was just watching that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> a version of it, apparently. <laughs> with no, flexing the, to, with Black know, Steel. <laughs> Oh, that one. <laughs> I knew who? Now he knows. No, I just remember, like, when I was at home all the time, they would play that fucking movie on HBO all the goddamn time. Yep. Yeah. And this is before Netflix or whatever. I was still young. And then. Not HBO After Dark. No. <laughs> Great movie, though. Great fucking movie. No, and then that, that scene where the two. Um, is it Delta? I think Delta, Delta Force. Yeah, they, um, sure yeah right they, they go down the helicopter to, to try to get the. Um, to cover the helicopter pilot that's still in there, mm. and I just remember seeing that the the M one the M14, and I was just like, yeah, that's yeah. such a badass gun, right? Was that Gort? Randy, uh, no, Randy Shuckhart. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Randy think, Gordon was the other one. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. That was badass. Yeah, and I was just like, that that fucking rifle is the sickest thing ever. <laughs> so I I did my own version of the clone, so I yeah. put a red dot on it. <sighs> like it's so ridiculous that I just love it, and I I yeah, I still want a SOCOM version, but. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's what he just texted me it's about so today. Yeah, I'm like, make up your mind. Then he wants a namaste, and I was like, okay. I was gonna like give you, you I'll give you a though. sweet yeah, deal on guns. a namaste. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I haven't really bought. Again, it's a very simple build. I just got the arms, um, is arms 18 uh, mount, and then I just put the oh, just the, the pic- ACO on the aim point ACO. Yeah, mm. simple, done. Simple with the aim point. How much is that aim point? Thousand bucks. I think it was only three hundred twenty on cal guns or something like yeah, that. You spray it too. I want to, but I think I'm just trying to stop myself because I love spray paint. Yeah, it gets out of hand. I'm the Uh. type of like I'll I'll put a five thousand dollar rifle together, spray paint the shit out of it, and drag it through the fucking desert. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Made to use them. Yeah, it's wicked. Your studio. I know you barely got that like last year, right? Yeah, about this time last year. This time last year. Yeah. So your primary. Do you offer that studio open to everybody, or is it just whoever you're working for at the time? (laughs) I was offering it to people, and then I realized how much I don't like people being there. <laughs> no, like, you know, you give them basic rules, like, don't stand on this, don't do that, don't do this, and they'll do everything you told them not to do. And I was like, I don't need this work. Like, you know, it, was, was it like homies here. or were they like, were they homies or were they just Both. paying clients? Oh, okay, paying Both. clients. I mean, the, the homies would be more respectful, but the other guys were like, oh, yeah, can we use the place? For $50 or $100 an hour, it was not worth it. Like, I was just like, you know what, just get out of here. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll do some other work to make up for this. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. I've been blessed to get this opportunity. Um, I, I've been working for agencies and companies for many years. Um, with all respect to whoever I work for, it was just not for me anymore. 
Uh, and I knew that I needed to finally, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit older, right? I, I just wanted to do something on my own, show them what I want to provide. Because a lot of times I, I, I provided work to a company, they just give me too much feedback, right? While the company itself, they're like, no, we love that, how the photo look like. So that's where I just kind of went back. So I, I, I offer other services than automotive. Um, I've kind of gone into the, the, the computer realm kind of thing. Well, no mention to that right now, though. <laughs> it's interesting. So, I mean, I know about it, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say anything, but why can't you talk about it? Can you talk about why you can't talk about it? <laughs> I don't know. Some people, I don't care about people's opinions, but I just care what they might change of hearing my opinion. Like, do you work for a hacker or what is it? No, no, no. 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 He no works it's just for a like, big company. Yeah, I just, it's a huge company. I just don't discuss it. You know, like, I, I'm a very private person now. Back then, I used to share my whole entire life. I will tell you what meal I had every three hours. <laughs> but now Fucking I just. Fucking Ian and his photos of the. Uh, oh, he, he always takes photos of food, dude. Uh, if you ever go out yeah. to eat with Ian, it's just, I, that, was, that was the thing for. A I'm long not time. talking shitty, and I, lo- I love. Your <laughs> if you sit next to Ian, you're automatically his lighting guy. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be like, like my phone will be right in front of me. He'll grab it, turn on the flashlight, and then he's just like, "Can you light it from this side?" <laughs> I was just like, "Fuck!" So I'm just there, and, the, and I'm. And the thing is, it's not just his food. My his food. It's my food too. He'll be like, right, "Let me grab that." I'm like, "Yo, bro," and he's just like. Hold this one right here. Hold this one right here. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, awesome. I'm hungry. Like, it's getting cold. Yeah. Well, luckily I like cold food. It's the oh, weirdest freaking there you thing. Go, there you go, yeah. leftover guy. Yeah, interesting. That's, That's crazy. <laughs> That's classic. I had a quick uh, question actually. Oh, if I sorry. could interject, no. photography <laughs> jokes. God damn it. No <laughs> <laughs> we were all waiting. That's what he's gonna be known for. Now. I gotta hire a comic on that one. <laughs> okay, check this. <clears throat> so you mentioned earlier where your um, nickname came from. Yeah. You were saying your buddy was rapping, and he had to rhyme something to get Yogi, right? What the hell was he trying to no, rhyme? No, no, he was... That's a good question. No, no, he's so damn confused it, damn on it, that. I know I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> or maybe I heard it wrong. Wait, what, what, what did you say that you're not supposed to say? That's a good question. They don't like it when I say that's uh, a good question. I like... I got that's shit, a ter- that's a, I was sorry. shit for saying that's, that's a, a terrible response. question. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, so we were ditching class, and then he said... Yogi and I, and then I think he was referring to himself as Boo Boo, right? Because oh, he was oh, smaller sick. than me. Okay, that's cool. And then we we're going to go steal <laughs> picnic baskets because we ditched class early or didn't go to class at all because at my high school, if you're the first 10 people in the line for food, you got the best food. It was like teriyaki over rice with broccoli and everything. And then the next 10 people, like the 11th person got pizza. <laughs> right, it was so. Yeah, like, it shit. was the worst thing ever. I was just like, I don't want to eat pizza, and that was the only thing on the menu. I went to Eagle Rock High in uh, L.A., and it was just pizza after the first ten people, and I was like, I'm <laughs> getting this fucking teriyaki. Is like, that Los damn. Angeles proper? Because I know you mentioned even on another one that you grew up in kind of gangland, right? Like, yeah, so it was I, a rougher neighborhood. I grew up in Glassell Park, so it was a lot of uh, let's see, avenues. Um, a lot. It was a lot of uh, Filipino gangs too. So there's like mm-hmm. AKP, STS, PR. Uh, the, the whole nine yards. Which one are you associated with? None. <laughs> None. I wasn't jumped into anything. I lived a life. Former. Well, yeah, yeah. The funny part is I actually grew you, up in um, from? Glendale first. Mm-hmm. My mom bought a house in uh, Glassell Park. And then I remember the first time. I was supposed to go to Eagle Rock Higher first, but they ended up sending me to Woodrow Wilson or El, in El Sereno. First time I got hit up, they're like, where are you from? I'm like, like down the street. <laughs> right? You know, and that's the thing. I had to assimilate to this life to practically survive i seen people get stabbed and you know shot at and i remember a guy pulling out a shotgun at the park i was like oh this is amazing right like <laughs> so real quick i know your love for guns began oh yeah <laughs> wow what is yeah. that you're filipino right filipino and so Thai. were you born here 
I was born in I was born born in USC Medical Center free, and I'll explain that story quickly. <laughs> my dad showed up and he's like, "Oh, is my son born?" Right, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, here's your son." Blah blah. blah. He showed him the bill, and he goes, "Oh no, that's not my son." <laughs> so if, like, if, really? if there's if, if the, yeah if there's no father attached to the mother, born free. Wow. Yeah. What? <laughs> wow. So he goes, "I'm his uncle." <laughs> I was just like, "Wait, wait." Going back to the political what? talk, who paid for that then? I don't know. <laughs> Our taxes. Uh, You're welcome. Going back. Oh, I see. I, see. <laughs> I get it now. Just thank you, America. Yogi's like, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you were born here, and your parents were born over there in the Philippines. Yeah, my mom was born in the Philippines. My dad was born in Thailand. They met here in, like, the early 80s. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What kind of food do you like better? Between the two? Yeah. Filipino. Thai. Ah. But I have a weird palate. Like, when people go, like, oh, take me to the best Thai restaurant, and I order my food, they're like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, boiled chicken. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, that's like my comfort food. It's a a dish called uh, kamangai. What happened? Oh my God! Uh, and it's just a steamed chicken. Wow. <laughs> don't hey, say it. That so bad. <laughs> no, just, you so dirty boy. I, I didn't even catch that because I was so interested in the food. Like, my wait, favorite is food is coming guy. Yeah. <laughs> I barely Cal- know the guy. Cal- <laughs> I, I, my my Thai accent and Filipino accent is horrible. I, again, I grew up speaking English, I, and I barely can keep up with that. So it's boiled. Get back to where you boiled chicken. It's, it's, a, coming, it's, coming a, guy. it's a boiled chicken. <laughs> it's a boiled chicken, and then the uh, the rice is cooked with the the chicken broth, uh-huh. and mm. it's just like a Sounds it's just good. like a I don't know comfort food for me. Okay, yeah, we, and bomb. yeah, I, when I go to Thailand, that's like the first thing I need to eat. Yeah, I don't know why. It's, it's first the thing most you get, then you're like, I want a coming guy. <laughs> <laughs> have you been back to the Philippines? I've actually never been to the Philippines. What? There's so many damn islands. I actually yeah. have friends I grew like up with. Dollars? Actually, DU, yeah. we have friends that we went to school with um, that live over there now, and uh, I really want to go over there. To the Philippines, but have your parents ever been I back? I want to go to Thailand. So my, bad. Well, that's all the same area, right? So like my Southeast mom, Asia. It, it is. My yeah, mom yeah, went okay. ba- finally went back. She hasn't been back since uh, I was born, and then she went back when I was like thirty-two or something like that. I was like, "Hey, you're like getting your nails done, or you're doing it?" Like I'm sitting in the the house with the AC on, like for two weeks. <laughs> she didn't do shit. She just stayed there. Um, she did return to transport my grandmother's uh, ashes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then uh, I was just like I was hoping that she would have fun out there and she was just like no I'm just sitting in the AC I want to go home you know that's crazy like you weren't interested in going with her like at that time I was interested but I just didn't have the the vacation hours at the time mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. also like with my mom there's a reason why she moved to the US like she she likes it out here you know mm-hmm. yeah. she went back there it's like it's too hot it's too this it's too that and you know no place like she Calvary. has enough. She didn't really want to be there. Like no. it's she went there for a purpose. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Her home is here. Yeah. It's, so if I did, when I when I felt that I was like, well, if she doesn't really want to go back, I don't really need to go. I do want to go, but it was just not important at the time. Gotcha. Yeah, but I've been to Thailand like nine times. I actually had back surgery in Thailand. Really? Yeah. Um, quick story. I, I lifted a floor jack very incorrectly, and I ruptured my L four and L five disc by Ooh. twelve millimeters. At the time, the hospital is here. Like, you need surgery. I'm like, yeah, I have no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> and the the $1 bill was like, dollars. no, it was like hundred fifty thousand dollars. Damn. So my dad was living in Thailand at the time, and I'm I, his uncle. Yeah, my, my, my <laughs> uncle. We called my uncle. No, and I called him. I was like, hey, I there's these things called medical tourism, and like the same surgery that I found on this website. Like, you can literally go on this website right now, and then you can see how to, how much to fix your broken arm. It was $10,000, all-inclusive, with the stay, with everything, taking you to the fucking 
hospital and back. And how do you know the cares is good? How do you know the surgeons is good? Yeah, that's scary. So well, he, you know, here's a, here's the most interesting part. As soon as I got on that the that bed to do the surgery, he's like, "Hey, where are you from?" I'm like, "Oh, Los Angeles." He's like, do you know where USC Medical Center is? I'm like, yeah, I was born there. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm teaching the surgery to the doctors there. Wow. Huh. Crazy. Isn't that nuts? Like probably... a third world country, third world country is teaching uh, this country how to do this surgery. I mean, While it, schooling is probably way they're, they're, lucky, Well, they're trying different risky <laughs> shit too, I'm sure. If it's not top dollar, Justin is right? It. Yeah, but so the, if <clears> I did it here, the incision would have been this big, a disectomy. And then over there, they did a micro disectomy where it was literally pinned. I remember waking up from the hospital with like, how bad is it? And it was like a little band-aid. I was like, <laughs> Yo, damn. Yeah. I got no street cred. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was expecting this huge ass scar and it was like a little bitch scar. <laughs> Chicks dig scars. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but uh, when I was there, like just like waiting at the hospital, there was actually like Arab princes with their 20 wives just walking around the whole goddamn place. So they all go there to do whatever surgery because it's, it's cheap and yeah. it's, it's well trusted. And then I remember my dad's like, this is one of the most prestigious hospitals in Thailand. It's really expensive. I was like, $10,000, nothing compared to this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we threw that shit on a credit card. I was like, open me up, boy. How, how was that <laughs> Damn, flight there cool. with your injury? Was that So um, what, what, what happened, it caused something called sciatica. Uh, it was basically a pregnant woman for four months. And sciatica is when the nerve pinches, one of your sciatic nerves gets pinched. So my left sciatic nerve got pinched, which causes pain to my right leg. Yep, I got that. Yeah, that shit is horrible. I kid you not, I don't care about I, I don't care about the whole manliness part of it. I woke up crying because I was like the pain was gone. Right. Oh, that's oh okay. That, relief. It yeah, was that like, relief. Oh. I was just like I was bawling. I was like I never experienced I was on Norcos and Vicodin and Percocet for mm. four months. Damn, that's that's a how slippery bad. slope. That's a bitch. Yeah. yeah, right? Luckily. Yeah, luckily I didn't get no addiction. Yeah, that's a slippery slope. Oh, yeah, for yep. sure. Being on that many pain that's meds. That's a big business here. Well, yep. they tried. The doctors here were saying, oh, you should do, like, chiropractic and this and that. I was like, it's not working. I'm fucking, like, it's, I'm in pain, you know? Mm. So. Interesting. Oh, Dang. Good Lord. When you. Let's you go to you, Thailand. Yes. I'm so down. I don't know if we would survive that. Dude. I don't party that much anymore, so. Can I take my no, dog? No, but you can oh, cool. just Can I take my dog? Yeah, you can go there to relax. Just go there. We'll be having them for supper. <laughs> go there to relax, Good have luck. some fun. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a beautiful country, and especially if you kind of know the, the like, if someone can e even guide you just, just for the basic stuff. Mm. It's a beautiful country. I love Will going you be there. our guide? I will go. Dude, let's do it. Yeah. That's like the my number one place I want to go to is Thailand. Dude, I, I love it. And especially... Why'd you let Aaron talk you into Spain? Because I got to make the, 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 la the lady too. happy. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. But the crazy part, a ticket to Thailand back then was 600 bucks. Now it's 1600 bucks. Damn. Yeah. Jesus. I, didn't, I, didn't I was able to fly tickets. out of Ontario to go to Thailand. Really? And it's $600. Wow. You Direct well, flight? I'm pretty sure. And no. this is where the jokes come out. They got uh, a layover somewhere, I think. China. Yeah. And oh, I think I'm, that's why they stopped that service, because China Airline doesn't do that whole pass through. I'm sure How far is that? How far is it to Thailand? So you, you it's a you, you it's a stopover. So ten hours plus four hours. Oh damn. Yeah, but it's not That's bad. Further than us, we're gonna be on twelve hours. Twelve hours here. Yeah, right? We'll probably or... stop in New York and then go over the pond and land. No, I think we have a direct flight there. Twelve hours straight. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I think mine is. Rough. <laughs> that was like to Italy. I did like twelve. But you oh, got uh, you got first class. Damn. We didn't get first class. Wow. He got he, I got premium plus the one below that. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't buy anything. Okay. Yeah. I travel the way the wife wants to travel. Yeah, I'm I'm planning a trip to Paris and I I want that premium plus like twelve hours. It's that's so much it's so much nicer, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you can mm. spread out. You have your own. But it was pod. worse for me back then because I was three hundred thirty pounds back in the day. So imagine what? like the the wow. yeah the. He was the, a big girl. Yeah, I was a big girl. <laughs> 
Damn. Did you get gastrointestinal or did you lose it naturally? I lost it naturally, but the first time I did the biggest one, I lost, and this is going to sound crazy, I lost 83 pounds in two months. Damn. That almost doesn't sound healthy. It, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It, I would not recommend more it. More than anymore. a pound a day. Hey, hey Yogi, fasting? can you do one of those ping things? I don't know if I've. Uh, <laughs> huh. Ping, ping. <laughs> well, I'm holding here for a minute. No, I did. A, I, there's a thing, and I learned it from one of our neighboring um, clothing stores in Little Tokyo. A buddy of mine, Brandon, went on a juice diet. Mm. Where uh, he just I did drank, that. Yeah, like vegetable juice. Yeah, I did that for. Seven days. 60 days. <laughs> that is so not healthy. Yeah. Well, so there's, there, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's a whole documentary about that. Yeah. Better than hitting Was the it the pookie, fat sick and nearly sure. dead? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 that one. So I watched that, but I also kind of incorporated like a lot of studies that I read into. Yeah. And I did, because most people, when they juice, they're like, oh, let's put like 40 apples in one carrot. Yeah. I'm like, that's all sugar. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah but if you, if you actually do it correctly and you do like the correct, ratio yeah then it can be very healthy i i felt so the first 10 days sucked i was like don't talk to me don't eat in front of me don't do shit yeah because you can't eat anything i didn't eat anything for 60 days Julian did it for Julian, our buddy tony they did it for like uh i think 30 days that sounds horrible it after was, like so, the first week, you get used to it. Yeah, after the first, I had I like food i had the same amount of energy. i don't <laughs> i had the same amount of everything i was still solids yeah. And it was the craziest thing. And then uh, <laughs> solids. <laughs> I shat, Boop. not wet. <laughs> oh, was that like that? Like that? I can't make the... No, I did a lot. Of, when I first did it, I did like a lot of beats. And yeah. So I was like pissing red. Oh I yeah. Was, like, oh. I was like, holy! And then I like see research it, and like, oh no, beats red beats will turn your your shit red. Wow. Yeah, I did. I did it for sixty days, and um, like honestly, that. So I lost all the weight. I met my wife, super skinny. Got like got together with her. Boom, I got fat again. <laughs> I was like, got you. <laughs> so wait, you were skinnier than you are now. You were three thirty. You're I'm not three hundred thirty now. And what did you get down to? At the time, I went from three thirty three to two fifty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, eighty pounds. Holy. Yeah. In yeah. two months. And the reason why I did that is because my best friend was like, oh, I want you to be the best man. I was like, going to be this blob on stage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, I want to try this thing out. So I did it. And then um, I think I stopped it at his bachelor party because I was like, <laughs> fuck this. Yeah. And then like like right before we were on the, the, the road to Vegas and I was like eating like fucking um, vegetables, like Korean vegetables. Like it's called panchan. Like you buy the size, like the size that you get from Korean barbecue. Yeah. Because I have to, you have to slowly reintroduce your body to food. Yeah. Because like just kind of like people that are starving, right? Like if right. you give them food, they, they could die. Shock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're going to shock. They're like vegetarians when they start eating meat again. You yeah. Like slowly. Mm. So that's the reason why I was just like, hey, I want to look good for this, yada, yada, yada. And then mm. it was. So how'd you look? I look good. I look good. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I look fucking bing. There right we go. <laughs> Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to keep it off. I mean, I was 230, 235 at one point. I'm probably 195, but I went from 235 and I went to an extreme. I got down to 167 right around there. So and I actually look like a bobblehead. My my head stayed the same size, but my body shrank so much I looked fucking weird. So I'll go back to um <laughs> I did. when I started going to Route 66, right? Um that's when we met Glenn. Glenn and I and the crew, Stan, fucking Ian, everybody, we went there religiously every Sunday. I went from 280 to 240 just by going every Sunday for like with our just active, yeah, very yeah. active, running. Yeah. Where you know, Glenn le- taught me a lot of fundamentals, the things that I would have never good. known. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I don't think if I if I didn't meet that group, I would be a horrible shooter. I even had my CCW in OC when I lived in La Habra at the time. And when I think about it now, I was like, man, I would have shot the wrong people if I had to get into a fight. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, uh, so it was really great. And, you know, 
like slowly just saw my body going back to the, like a skinnier size. And then all this now where I lost the extra amount of weight was just like when I would go to like events like King of the Hammers, that's a desert race that goes on a week. Oh, this wow. middle of nowhere, zero population goes to like 100,000 overnight. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And then I, w I didn't want to become that photographer that was like huffing and puffing going up a hill, mm. you know, like yeah. if, the, if my client wants a specific shot and it's my body's impeding me from going up there or like, you know, just being lazy, I just like I need to start losing this weight. So if you ever see me at a like a FD event or whatever race event, I'm running my ass to that next shot. You know, I want to grab the shot. Mm -hmm. Capturing that shot will never happen again. Just like the, the helicopter shot. That's crazy. It was just it was. Um, oh yeah, Bing. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank dude, you. Dude, you got it. You got it. That helicopter shot. That, is that's amazing. like one of my favorite. Like, I would love to have that. Me too. Just printed. Me too. Oh, I'll print you guys one. I I have a printer at the studio. I never use, uh, but oh, I'll bring one by. Print me one for my office, dude. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it? You know the one we're talking uh, about. I'm sure oh, I've seen dude, it, but it's fucking so epic, good. Bro. So okay, I gotta see this. It's, it's yeah. So if you actually look at the stock image, uh -huh. it's just dust. But with the editing and uh, I guess how I know how to bring that the the shapes out, it's like, all right, I gotta uh, make the contrast all the way up. I gotta go down the shadows. I gotta do this. Like, I had to bring out those features for that shot to actually look. Now good. I just have to ask because oh. you're going into editing. Yeah. Do you do a lot of masking when you're editing too, or is it just like an overall edit? So remember, I told you I said I wasn't trained for photography. Yeah. I edit it very wrong. So when it I, I never learned masking until the last two, three years. I see. I um, So the proper ways to mask and then remove the layers using yeah. the white and whatever, I would use the delete tool. That's what I still do. Yeah. So, but the, <laughs> it was embarrassing when I would have to show, they're like, hey, can we see the file? I'm like, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no way. Yeah. So now I know how to properly layer, but um, the thing, uh, people say this a lot about Photoshop. There's a million ways to change a color. Yeah. Like you can do in saturation, you can add, you can do this. It's just depending on how you were trained and how you learned. Uh, and with editing, the way I, I learned to edit is just my own style. So photos are so fucking cool. Uh, high school. So I know you said you went to 10th grade. How did your parents not get in trouble? Oh, you? they got in trouble. A cop showed up to my house. Shut. Yeah, it was the scariest fucking thing. Uh, a cop showed up to the house and they're like, you haven't been going to school for like seven months or some shit like that, right? What? I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> like life is over, right? Your dad's like, I'm his uncle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they uh, they sent cops to my house because they have to report that you haven't been going to school. Yeah, because schools get paid as they, by as they should. how many people attend. Yep. Yeah. School, that's yeah. how schools make their so money. So me and, um, so this kind of goes into my early career. Me and my best friend in high school, Robert, uh, we both- See the rapper? No. Okay. Yeah, dancer. <laughs> okay. So um, Robert and I and our buddy Romeo, we would always ditch. We would go. So back in the day, there was a place called Pac-Man Arcade in Pasadena, like right across from PCC. We would just take the bus, go there, play fucking arcade games for like five hours, and go home. Classic oh. ditching, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but we did it for like months. Like I was surprised that they didn't call us earlier, right? Did you ever get your GD? I did. Okay. The month after I dropped out. Wait, what? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Because it's that easy to complete the packets and shit like that, yeah. yeah. I don't want to say I was stupid, but I was just lazy. Like, I just didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to. No one likes getting up that early. 
I still have that problem to this day. I woke up at like twelve o'clock today. There you go. Well, Must I seen you nice. still posting at like three, four in the morning. Well, so I'm I'm a I'm a, <laughs> yeah, a night owl. Yeah, he's up. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a night owl. Like I can he's stay playing up. COD. Yeah. No, I'm a night owl. I love working at night. I like like you know if I have to get shit done, I'll be up from twelve to seven in the morning, and then. Why our pictures are dark? You like the darkness, yeah. right? Yeah. I typically sleep from like seven to like eleven. And that actually is a thing, like in photography, like editing. There's just something about it at night that it just, I don't know, like it gets the creative juice. Absolutely, flowing. absolutely. Even like colors, like even like this type of mood lighting in here. This is what I love to edit around. Yeah, just not the bright lights. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, we ditched for a long time, and then um, I got expelled, and then immediately um, my dad said, "You can go back to school." whatever that is, or you can get a job. And I said, I'm going to get a job, right? My first job was at Cold Stone. I Ooh, thought, making ice cream? Yeah, making ice cream. <laughs> so I was actually a shift lead starting at 16 years old. I started the job at 15. I got shift lead at 16. I became manager for three stores when I was 17. Damn. Right. So I, I love I, I have good work ethic. Yeah. I just I, high school was not as long as the night shift, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so during that time when we me and my best friend got in trouble again cops went to both our house his parents decided to move him to uh big bear right oh, damn so he he's like get away from this kid he's a bad kid yeah we're both bad kids right <laughs> and then in that two years he disappeared into the mountains he actually picked up so he was into dancing already he ended up training himself to be this very flexible dancer in po the popping world right mm -hmm. when he moved back down and we were like in our early 18 19s he was like hey i'm gonna try out for so you think you can dance right yeah so right on. <laughs> yeah That's fucking so awesome. three after they did the filming three four months later like hey the producers hit him up they said you're gonna be on this episode he's like great we watched the whole goddamn episode and he wasn't on there right and we're like this is stupid and then he's like we have one more guest or one more um contestant and they're like uh robert moraine uh, is taking the stage he did this crazy-ass dance on stage. We're at his house fucking going nuts, right? <laughs> and then uh, Nigel was one of the hosts and said, you're my favorite dancer of this year, right? The next day, you know, we're, he's we're coming off this whole thing where we just watched him live on TV. I go to his house. I had $5 to my name. I was a car salesman at the time. Mm. I wasn't selling shit. That was like the worst <laughs> month for me. And then they said, I, I, I go to his house and I buy four Whopper Juniors with cheese, exactly $5, right under. <laughs> wow. Get into his house. He wakes up and then, like, we, we're, we're, you know, I'm sharing the food. As I'm about to take the first bite, he gets a call and he's like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Okay. Hangs up the phone, eats his burger. I'm like, who the fuck was that? Ellen DeGeneres. I'm like, like, what? Which what? Ellen did? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, the one on TV? He's like, yeah, they're going to pick us up in a limo in about 20 minutes. I go, why the fuck am I eating this? <laughs> right? So uh, a limo picks us up. They don't know we're under 21, so we're like drinking the alcohol in there. <laughs> right? And then uh, we get to the studio, and then like we're just walking through. He's like, you're going to go to hair and makeup? Will Smith walks right by me. I'm like, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> wow. and then, yeah, and I was just like, I was tripping out. Like, this is all brand new to me. Right? You're like, don't slap me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way before that. <laughs> yeah. When is chick respect? So he, he does the whole thing. You know, they go to hair and makeup. Ellen walks right in. She's like, hi, I just want to meet you. Congratulations on the show. Yada, 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 yada. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? He opens up for the show, does everything, and then he's like, I want to go home. I'm like, bro, they have craft services here. Like, <laughs> let's not leave. They, they, they told us we can stay, we can hang out and yeah. meet everybody afterwards. But he's just like, I just want to go home, right? The, the fame didn't really hit him, and he just didn't care for that, right? 
um, on the ride home in the limo still. He's like, man, I need a manager. I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> and he goes, fuck it. You should do it. And I'm like, fuck no. Right? <laughs> like, I sell cars. He's like, well, you sell cars. I'm like, that's two you're different not, things, You're bro. not very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> then, no, I did. Trying to we're, sell we're, real. Like, that's why we're eating fucking Burger King before this. Yeah, I had, I had great months, but that one month, I was just broke. Right? And then... Um, I was such a. I bought a. I bought my own car for myself at the dealership. First commission. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I need to make up some money for this. Uh, anyways, um, so I became his manager, and um, it's very untypical that they would invite a dancer back on. So he actually quit the show. He uh, he he couldn't do choreography. He was just like a freestyler. Oh, uh, okay. But he was so popular, they invited him back for a solo. So we went back on the show, yada yada, and then more work started coming in. I had a really good like. Uh, payment structure with him you know so i was like hungry for money like I, let's do this let's get you every job we did commercials for like ikea um motorola the razor when it was popular back how old were you guys wow early 20s 20s yeah Bing. So you guys are fucking making money, right? Turned yeah, into no, we're, we're dad making, over like, here. We were making stupid money for our age, right? Yeah. Uh, I always tell people this. I am so blessed because I was doomed for nothing. I should have. I whatever I'm position I'm in right now, I am fucking blessed for this opportunity and what I have. So damn right, you're blessed yeah. to be on shoot the mic. <laughs> Hell yeah. Rifles dot com. So yeah, we. We he they invited him back and then they invited him again to battle another guy named Pac Man, and then we were just we were touring for three four years afterwards because his popularity just went crazy right. After the third fourth year, uh, a company called Cirque Dreams wanted to hire him for a two year tour in the U S. It's kind of like a Cirque du Soleil, hmm. and that's basically the end of our story right. Like that's two years. Like I can't book you in between. He's touring with this company and you know solely for them. Then my other buddy. Who hap- uh, he- so after that was done, my buddy Justin, um, aka Jet Lee, uh, go- no, another Justin. <laughs> He's like, hey, um, me and my crew are gonna go on America's Best Dance Crew, right? Season five. Oh yeah, that was a cool show. What was the crew? Poriotics. Oh dude, yeah, because they're local. I watched every single episode. Yeah. and of every year. So I remember Justin came up to me and I was like, bro, like season five. Every year, Asians won. You're not going to fucking win. <laughs> they won. Yeah, and they won. Yeah. I was just like, Dude. I remember getting, so the last episode was filmed live. And then they were like, um, when they won, I got like 30, 40 texts in that first moment. They're like, oh my God, here you go again. So I toured with them for one year. Um, we had a little bit of dispute amongst another manager. So we kind of separated, right? You toured with Poriotics? Yeah. Dude, I fucking love Poriotics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the one guy um, is married to that gal and they have Arias now. Yeah, yeah, Tessa and Dumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dumbo, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, just, how, where was I going to go with this? Um, the end of Poriotics, you had so disagreements. Dur- that, so during that time with both tours, that's where I started picking up photography and that's where that led to. Hmm. Um, so after that, got into Fat Lace Illust. After that, um, and this is what... Oh, is sorry. It, is it sorry. Off? Yeah, there you go. Okay. So um, <laughs> there was one point where I felt like photography was taking over me. Like people were like, hey, shoot my car. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let-. People are always say, like, oh, we're going to pay you. And then they'll pay me like 50 bucks for like gas or something. <laughs> and I was like, this is not a career. I can't, I can't see myself doing this in the future. Yeah. So I quit for three years. I was just like, I'm done. What did you this. do in those three years? I was a process server. 
Why, why yeah. did you get out That's of managing? Yeah. Why did you wow. get out of managing? Because I'm sure you did a good job with your buddy. And it was, Poriotics it, got huge. Why not? It was different and, because so with Robert. He and didn't I, know any more dancers. Yeah. <laughs> with Robert and I, we had a obviously he was my, one of my best friends, so we had a good relationship. You now, still imagine, talk to him? yeah, we we He's, talk all the time. I'm actually trying to visit him in December in Paris. Does he need any guns? Damn, <laughs> if he can get some in Paris. Paris yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, imagining going from one guy to six different individuals it, it just beca- it was like a the, there's a lot of conflict within that i love them all to death they're they're all in good places right now and i don't regret whatever decision we made as a group um for that uh but after that like i said i went to the whole fat lace ls and then i quit um and then i did process serving so i didn't do like the whole dressing up as right. a doctor okay uh we i worked for like a copy <laughs> service so if justin broke his arm at his company and uh the lawyers needed like a you know documents from rifle supply I would come serve rifle supply and be like, hey, I need all his employment employment documents. I would come and scan the documents and done. Huh. We were in downtown LA one day and then my buddy Alec Wynn was shooting our buddy's NSX and I go, hey, can I use your camera for like two shots? And he's like, yeah. And then can you send me the raw files after? That is what like re-sparked my love for photography again. Like, damn, and, I still got it. Yeah, like it was one of those like I missed this. Yeah. Right. But I was like, again, I was I felt like you know, people weren't paying. I felt like it was a very cutthroat industry. The people I looked up to, they were making it and I was a little I was breaking it. Like I just couldn't I couldn't find a means or a lifestyle to it. Um then that's when I uh, I was making good money doing that process serving stuff. So that's when I built the car. And then that's when I got the job at Falcon at the time in 2015. I was there for a year ish. And then, and then I started working for like multiple uh, agencies. So that's, crazy. that's why when people are again. like, that's what people are always like, like, what, what did you do in your past life? I was like, it was fucking weird, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, what didn't I do? Coaster, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, in high school, like I dropped out. I shouldn't, I should have been, and no, no offense anyway. So I should have been. you don't need a high school education to make it? You don't need a high school education to make it. Mm-hmm. And I. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Yeah. Man. It, it took a while though. <laughs> I will say that if, if I had whatever knowledge I had. 10 years ago, I probably would have appreciated it more and would have done more stuff, right? Mm. It wasn't until recently where I was just like, I, I see, I now saw my own value. And that's where I'm like, that's why I say I'm blessed because like, even though I started, I bloomed late or whatever, yeah. but I, I'm lucky to even still be at the spot at this age. And all, all I can do is like kind of strive for more and, you know, um, take care of my, my family from my wife's side, my side, wherever. And building this business has been a great opportunity. And I've had, again, I, I shoot for in multiple companies. I've done the gun stuff. I've done the, the automotive stuff. I'm open to any work. And now building this, my company, which is now turning more into an agency, now I'm kind of like delegating work and figuring out what I want to do. We really want to do a rough supply uh, calendar. Oh, yeah. It's all the guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No women allowed. <laughs> we do have girls that work, women that work at the company. True. No, no, no. We want guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and front cover could be uh, It'll just one be of you guys. Remember that movie, Chuck and Larry? Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck yeah. and Larry. They did the firefighter. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah it'll right. just be one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But we can do it for a good cause. <laughs> all the charity. Yeah. It's crazy. I, th- I think as long as you have drive in life, you can do something. Yeah, you know, absolutely. As long as you have the drive to do something, to figure something out, like you got back into photography, you figured it out, you had that passion. Yeah, you're like this is what I want to do, and that's it. You focus on that drive. And he's a good fucking guy. Yep, 
So I think that, I think that might help a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It does. Sorry right? if you're fucking lazy and drop out of school. It ain't gonna work for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a that's good true. Point. That's a good point, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like again, me and Robert, we are we are bad kids, like horrible. Even his dad, I, I saw his dad recently. He's like, you know, I fucking hated you when you were younger. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, sir. But dude, yes, like, sir, I know, sir. he's he, his dad is like, I want to consider him like he's like a father figure to me too because you know he he hated me for the right reasons, but yeah. he loves me that that we're both like. We ended up our careers just ended up in the weirdest place, and we're you know we can. And you did our, it together. Yeah, we did it together. Yeah. yeah. It's just I feel like, I, not being the school Nazi that I am, but like, <laughs> Mr. Baca, you, you possess a, <laughs> you possess a certain skill set, right? You're you're talking about like comparing all the people that drop out of high school in the tenth grade, and how many of them make it to where he's at. It's like saying, oh, I'm going to be a pro basketball player. Basketball player. I'm going to be a pro baseball player. There's like 1%. The amount of talent that he has, the amount of person, personality that he has, he's very personable, and he is smart. He just didn't want to go to school. People look at that, and they go, oh, well, I could do that. Well, dude, if you're part of that 0.01% or 1% or 5%, that's different, right? You're very talented. You see things. You see the light. You see the shot. You see what you want to do, and you're driven on top of it. Not everybody has that talent. Yeah. And what, 50% of those people that drop out fucking end up on the streets? So we're just going to concentrate on the few that did really fucking good. Oh, you don't need an education. It well, doesn't make I sense. Mean, there's still a shitload of people that finish. Oh, can you make, well, they're, they're buy a lottery ticket. Everybody's, somebody's going to win tonight. Does that... You, you get what I'm saying? Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So, Wayne so, Gretzky. Wow. Believe, oh, believe me when guy. I... It doesn't mean anything. He just watched a movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> believe he, me read a, I, he read a book and he was online or something. That was a billboard on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so believe me when I say if I ever have kids, they're going to fucking school. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the one thing that was hard for me being that my parents came from, you know, Thailand and Philippines is that they weren't used to the education in the U.S., so it was kind of hard. This is the most embarrassing story. I went to fucking ESL, and I was born here. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're like, they, did well, they not speak English to you at home? No, they did, but it was just very confusing because um, imagine the clash of Thai and Filipino, and the, I know they're both Asians, both broken but English, it was all broken. One. And then yeah. like, I, I still remember they brought me to the downstairs classroom, and they're like, "This is ESL. We gotta just test you." And then they're like, "What's this in uh, What's this in Tagalog?" I go. Bicicleta, <laughs> like, like it was a bike, right? I was like, fuck, I, should, I shouldn't even say anything, right? But it was just very confusing. And the other confusing part is my, I, I had a real bad identity crisis as a kid. I didn't know where I belonged. Uh, yeah. Even my, the Filipino side is not the normal Filipino. My, our language is actually a different dialect from Tagalog. Tagalog is the main one, the mm. one you, you see your friends speaking. Mm. My family is from Pampanga, which is Kapampangan. That's the language, right? So even trying to identify my myself with, with other Filipinos, Filipinos it, it didn't happen. Mm. Wow. I, I was I was I, I, I was an outcast. Well, and it's yeah. there was no internet back then. Like if there was, yeah. well, not as big. You could have linked up probably with right. people that you know Connect. that exactly. And, and yeah. another thing is, um, I, I know you guys probably don't hear it, and you may catch it every now and then. I have a very bad speech impediment. I had to learn to talk slower. Mm. So the reason why I'm talking like this is because my mind skips the in-between words. So before I used to be like, yeah, the thing and guy and yeah. <laughs> so I had to really slow down. And when I was working for Robert as manager, I had to really slow down to how I talked and how I talked. I still have the problem now. Did you go to like mm. some speech therapy? No, no, I like had, that? I just had to, t- dude, I'm, I'm a hundred percent dyslexic. I'm, I have ADHD. I know I have all of that. 
uh, nothing, nothing. This is not the, something to be proud of. I never finished a book in my life. I just can't get through it. But that's what a lot of people are like. That's where your creative side comes from because a lot of the creative stuff that I built for companies, they're like, dude, we would have never thought about that. But well, I have just in my imagination. You're not running. so derivative. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. if you, I think they're doing things where you know if they scan your brain, there's different parts of your brain that's working than my right. brain or somebody else. Because you only use it's like just what a is different it, 10% part. of your brain or something like that. Maybe that's, that's why not, I get bored in our disparity classes. Well, you don't use your whole brain, right? Yeah. You use your whole brain, but but certain people use more, the more that is creative or more that is diagnostic or you know different things. Like mm. I'm very analytical, right? I'm not very creative. Like I couldn't do what you do with Cerakote. I don't see it the same. Right. right, and so and, and it, it's you're funny, more of a rain man. Like what you what he's saying numbers. is true. Um, I like numbers. <laughs> I just three hundred seventy one. They they diagnosed me like medically with ADHD about two years ago, and they pumped some weird dye into my arm. They're like, oh well, we're gonna do this, you know, pump this into you, and we'll actually see like your brain working. And then oh. they were trying to explain to me like how my brain is different than what normal people's brains act like. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And they're like, yeah, you you definitely have something. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> so I'd be I, rad I, to see I'm everyone's weird. sort of brains. ADHD <laughs> is severely, severely overdiagnosed in America. Right. Severely. Yeah, I, overdiagnosed I can agree with that. By yeah. 80 to 90% overdiagnosed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So it's just like they for sure would have said he had ADHD. I, I don't know. I'm not a medical doctor. I've just read some reports and stuff like that, but it's a massive cop out. Like, And why do they do that? Big pharma. Big pharma. pharma. <laughs> yeah. Get him on the drive. Do you take uh, anything? Nothing. nothing. I went to my. I did they prescribe you something? No. They well, didn't? no. So I, I've never been medically, like, as a child or medically like in my diagnosed. early 20s, I've never been diagnosed for oh, it. Okay, okay. I've always wanted to. And then yeah. recently I saw a doctor in there and they're like, you show signs of everything. I'm like, Cool. That's that, that, yeah. Fine. Well, are you on? Are you <laughs> taking ADHD? I do. Why? I, because and I'll we'll get into this a little bit more. But even when I was seracoding, uh, there was a time where I ran out of my meds, and the pharmacy didn't have any. And Chuck that day, like he even like gave me a stern talking to because I was just messing everything up, like everything. Dropping stuff like just Dom, stumbling. What the fuck are you doing? Well, you've been dependent. Yeah. Well, you've been dependent upon that right. chemical yeah. for yeah. a no, long time. No, that's not, not a long time. I, I I had only been on my meds maybe about three or four months at the time. Oh, dude, because even after that's my still diagnosis, a long time. Yeah. even after my diagnosis, like it took them o- almost two years for them to finally say, "Okay, do you want to try meds?" What was so detrimental to your life that you had to go get meds for it? It would get to the point where, when they told me, "Yeah, it's pretty severe." I would even get somewhere, park, get out of my car, and like 30 minutes later, we, oh, crap, where are my keys? Where are my keys? I'd go outside, and my car was still running with the keys inside. So I didn't know Dom before he took his meds, but like, just to speak on his behalf, I did notice when he wouldn't take his meds, he was completely out of his focus. Oh, I'm out he, of focus all the time. He'd be doing all chemical, kinds of- But there's a chemical difference that those, that those medications are putting into your body. No, Your for, brain for is sure. reacting differently. So when you don't take them, it's just, yeah. it's just right. It's so, adding a balance. So the yeah. thing to I'm all no of doctor. that. So to <laughs> right. the thing to all I'm of that. I'm not saying is, the meds were right, but right. They obviously let's had, get a doctor on. But here. like, yeah, obviously <laughs> made him fo- they made him focus more. For sure. Yeah, like he was well, saying, the, the fact that Adderall he make could, you focus. He could, and that's see, a but here with me, drug. I started with Adderall. God, they talked about that on Joe Rogan. I like want to take. Never tried Adderall. It's legal fucking legal cocaine for sure. One hundred legal cocaine. So it's like it'll, but. I only want to try it because I always hear him talk sol- about your laser focus. Is that like- solving the problem? <laughs> but see, so here's here's the thing with Definitely me. Definitely not. They prescribed me Adderall, and I they they made me try it. They were like, just keep a little log, let us know how you feel. 
I didn't notice anything, but what my wife told me, she's like, you need to get off of it because you're just, you're not you. You're, you're, you're just weird. Focused. You're like a zombie. Like, and I was like, that's well, that, that's weird. And, and that's why I don't want to take it. But v- this is very recent. I'm like talking the last two, three days. Yeah. I've hired someone to double check my work. Hmm. Yeah. Cause I've noticed that I'm like, everything's good. And then like, once it's done, it's there's mistakes. What do you have them double check? Just like typos or whatever. Oh, could, oh, see, that's I mean, what I have, dude. But that could. <laughs> see, but, here, but here's the thing. I, like, true. I almost know where you're going already. You're gonna say, yeah, but that's everyone. No, it but, wasn't. But so what I was told when the doctors that were evaluating me, they're like, it's evident that that it is a a chemical thing. It is an actual sickness, if you guys want to call it that, because everyone's forgetful. Everyone does certain things. But when it severely impairs your daily life, that's when it's not right. Because I was just doing the most weird stuff on a daily basis. But is there a way to fix that naturally without taking medication? There are doctors that say there is a natural way to like fix it just because it, it, it truly is just a chemical imbalance in your brain. Uh, it's a lack of your brain making enough dopamine. And there was I a forget what the other one is. There was a guy on Joe plunging. Rogan that he's been taking it for the last twenty years. He started cold plunging and got off his those two meds, the Ridlin and the other one. He goes, dude, I'm way better now than I've been in the last twenty years after taking all those meds. He goes and I cold plunge in the morning, mm. and the, he talks about like the dopamine. He goes, it produces it naturally. It does. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. I'm just like, holy shit! Like I'm a better fucking person now. I fucking hate big pharma. I hate it. I mean, they were just pumping my mom full of drugs before she had her stroke. Like, I just think half the shit that the doctors tell you, I'm just so jaded. You it know, just leans toward big pharma. And then once they hook you like that, then now you're almost dependent upon it. Unless you take extreme action to find something else because you're like, I don't want to put these chemicals in my body anymore. You're going to be on them forever. They locked up a customer for life like that with one fucking diagnosis. I just... I'm just not. I'm just Yogi, not. What do you think? And it may work for you. Oh, I, right. You know. And, my, and so my, what I do is I actually have like every month I have a period where I like detox from. You have it. a period every and, month. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and once a month. And it's all with, with like with my doctor. Get off those like, things. They shock me like <laughs> from this day to this day. You're just just don't take anything. Like let your liver clear out. Like your body just. Yeah. Get are rid you of taking liver support right take now? Take the placebo pills. The sugar yeah, pills. Yeah. So like that's the part that bugs me. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. talking shit. I'm just having right. a conversation. No, 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 yeah. Like the fact that I have to take <laughs> kidney support. I, the only reason I know about that because I looked at it when I used to work out a lot i was going to take test but if you ingest test versus shooting it you have to take um liver support and kidney support right but if you shoot it you don't have to right well to my knowledge right that could be incorrect but um like why 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 not find a different way to do it where you don't have to take they're giving you something that makes you take something else to support something else in your body because if you don't take it it's going to be detrimental to your health. I think right. people just need to find their balance. And it's like all the pills True. right Everyone's now. Different. Like, yeah. I just hate the... It, it's, it's, and like so with it, me, I, I have two medications. Like Raul will ask me one time and I'm like, I'm not embarrassed by it. You know, it, it and, I, and I'm not talking no, shit No, 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 of course not. I'm not taking it that way. But he asked me, what are you on? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm on Concerta and I'm on Ritalin. But the Ritalin, they, they give it to me and I don't even pick it up. Because what my doctor told me was like, okay, you know, this pill helps you from about six to eight hours. If you need a boost in the day, like if you're just like drained completely, but you're still working or you got something to do, there's this one that's Ritalin, which is like an instant hit. Cocaine. Uh, basically. 
So um, I think you should pick them up next time. So <laughs> <laughs> I would like to try this. Yeah. So <laughs> I just want to see what it looks I, like. I don't take them. And so my doctor told me she's like, okay, if you don't want them, that's fine. Like nobody can really judge what you feel like other than you. That's fair. So she was like, yeah, if you don't want it, the prescription is there if you ever need it. But if you don't have to pick it up, I'll continue to prescribe, but you don't have to pick it up. Mm. And then. Um, a couple of months ago, I oh, I think I even had to ask you. They won't give me my meds until I go do another eval. Mm. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, they want to see how you're doing and how you're progressing. So uh, yep, he's addicted. Keep yeah, giving him to him. The, <laughs> yeah, like that. That would be my question. To the doctor is your goal to get me off of these. Yeah, well, what's the end goal? What's the end goal? So or sometimes pull the, more meds. Exactly. Is it just to is, up it? Is more. That's that's what I would be asking you. And I, like I consider you a friend. Yeah, yeah. You, you work for the company, but like. Why not ask them what is the goal here? I would How like to get eventually off get meds. off of these, yeah. right? Like you, yeah. you, you know, I don't know. It's and it's tough for anybody to judge from the outside, right? Right. So for me, but, for me personally, I have a bad attention span. Like even listening to you guys, I'm see, like, that's my problem. I'm like, oh, this too. is nice wood. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? nice. Jesus, we got a lot of sexual innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like a lot of things that I do, a even lot of things that I've learned nice from wood, myself huh? is that I I had to start learning how to breathe, like just like. Yeah, you become so self-conscious yeah, of like, everything. Yeah, every like for me, I my attention. Like my wife called it, I squirrel a lot. You remember Doug from Up? Squirrel. He's like, squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'll be on one subject, the next subject, the next subject. Something shiny. Squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's my issue, right? Um, so it's just I had to find a way to, without taking any meds, is like, again, I, I even meditate. Like I just sit down and just like kind of close my eyes. My brother taught me how to meditate when I was like 12. And he's like, just think of one thing and repeat it in your head, yada, yada, yada. And I even find myself um, like almost like an outer body experience. I don't want to sound fucking weird, but just like sometimes my I feel like my attention is outside my body and I'm just like not paying attention. But even like simple exercises like breathing Breathing has helped me a lot. I believe that 100%. Mind over matter for sure, right? Mm -hmm. It's called the bed of nails. So they sell them now on Amazon. So it's a small little thing and it has um, circles with spikes on, on them. And it has a whole, it's a whole bed of them. And there's a neck one of your, it's, it's a bed of nails. Just try it. It's really, there's good a guy for, charming yeah. a snake. Neck it's really good for meditation. <laughs> what, what, it's extremely painful at first, but it puts you in such, <laughs> yeah, it puts you, cause something. like when I do it, it's like meditation for me because I'm breathing through the pain. Yeah. And then after a while that, that pain subsides cause it's equally distributed in your back. You, you, you want to breathe through it. the pain and get your head tattooed. Gee. Just cold plunge. Are you challenging Just me? fucking cold plunge. No, Are you going to ask something, better. Yogi? Sounds no, better. it's a... Like, like I get into... Like, here's one thing I think that it's a little different is I... When I get into something, I really get into it. So, like, even, like, modding my guns. Like, if it's not exactly what I want, I want to get the perfect thing in there. Like, I'll I'll spend 20... Like, not $20,000. I'll spend, like, $5,000 <laughs> just making the perfect rifle. And I'm just like so hyper focused. Like if something's not perfect, I just I want to get to it, and that's like a symptom of ADHD yeah. or whatever it is, right? Seems seems like, like, how do you set like that standard OCD. of what's perfect, though? Just whatever in my eyes, like like even just like whatever you. It's a creation. Picture. Yeah, like I yeah. That, I think that's where my creative comes out. Like when it comes to like sometimes when a, a client is asking me, "Hey, we need to do a photo shoot, and we want these cars to do this and do that, and we want colors," I. I think that my my talent is that I'm able to provide that then and there, yeah. Because I'm so hyper focused on like, oh, this looks. I have, a, if if I'm going through a brief like with a company like whatever company, and then they're like, we want this, I'll answer them immediately. They they expect something within a week or two. Yeah. I'm like, hey, we should do this, do this, and since I have like this crazy imagination, 
sometimes I pitch the idea. I'm like, I sound like a fucking idiot, but they're like, we love it. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> right. All the stuff that you're kind of dealing with, has it ever, have you ever had any like mental illness? Not to that degree, but like maybe depression or, or something where you're like, man, I feel so off or. The depression was not, not necessarily depression, but um, a lot of things I had to learn in the last two years, especially with COVID is since we went through a huge change of how you live at your house. Yep. I went from going to an office for 12 hours a day, seeing my wife for two hours out of that day, and then going to sleep, waking up, doing the same thing over again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not an eight-hour day like the, the kids demand to work now. You work 12 hours a day? <laughs> no, well... What, what the fuck? Let's, How did you keep that job? <laughs> no, like, like, I, I have people that will leave if they have to work over eight hours. No, well, right just let, let's let's add Josh commute to that, right? I, I probably worked the longest shift at the company. <laughs> But no, like just hours. Add, add a commute to that. Well, I wasn't even talking about him. I was talking about. Uh, was a that, was a that was a joke. Oh, Dom. Sorry. I'm talking about Dom. What the? Dom Eber. He was here all day. Too. No, what, what I was trying to bring up is like it takes like an hour to get to work. And then you have your in between breaks and yada, yada. And you come back home and you barely see anybody. You just yeah. kind of live that. But during 13. COVID, now that we worked from home, when my old company, I saw her for 12 hours a day. <laughs> Plus, you know, this and that. And this is nothing bad against her, but there was times where, like, it's an adjustment period. we would just get frustrated with each other. And then that was, like, that's where, like, I was, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know, like, how what how is COVID, like, affecting my lifestyle? Because at, we were we were really scared as creatives, as an agency, as a company. We thought our life was over. Well, budget. Budgets yeah. got cut. People but fortunately, yeah. during COVID, tires was a big thing. <laughs> so they're, like, we, they went from, like, hey, we might not have money to, like, we're doing it <laughs> like cool yeah. let's do it let's keep going oh shit we're out of tires yeah well and then they had the then harry was saying like the there was something wrong with the rubber trees and then they couldn't get rubber for a long time yeah everything everything was rubber grows on up. trees yeah the, yeah yeah thailand is actually one of the biggest producers of rubber Are you shitting me <laughs> yeah. that's a thing yeah rubber grows on trees nah what <laughs> we're not making this is this a up. joke they're being serious by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rubber, rubber comes from trees. Yeah. If you ever, so if we ever get that opportunity to go to Thailand or any major country, rubber was man-made. All right, Dom. It is made by a man, but you know. They no, so if they, you ever they see extract it, right? yeah, if you ever see yeah. rubber trees, there's just a little spout where it's just leaking into a bucket, and that's where rubber yeah. comes from. The uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> the Bing. more, the more you, oh, the sorry. more you, the know. More you know. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've been to Thailand where I've seen like it's just miles of trees and then they're just buckets attached to them. That's how they collect it. That rubber was like a derivative of like plastic. It's, it's no, no, no. Like oil. Yeah, like oil. Right. That's, That's what I would figure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, Damn. Yeah, we never got that. We're idiots. And, and we, <laughs> we talked about it a little bit, but like nobody at Rifle Supply ever went through that COVID-ish shit. No, you guys were busy as fuck. Well, we, we never took a day off. Our mm. spouses may have stayed home. You know, the job I was at home. before Ralph's play, they cut like all my hours. That's when I started to look for a new oh, job. Oh, really? Yeah. Because there just up. wasn't enough business. There was no one nobody was, was getting an oil change. No yeah. one was driving. Yeah. Yeah. fucked up. I was an oil the, change, another yeah. sexual <laughs> I was in the grocery <laughs> business, so we did <laughs> That's this. your version. I was in the grocery business, so we did those 12-hour, 14-hour days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was like, oh, there's no fucking employees. Some, some employees didn't want to come in because we were surrounded by all these people. They're fucking scared. Yeah. So it was like, hey, uh, technically, you've got to work 16 hours today. And it's no. like, no, fuck, I, we still had to life change yeah. during COVID. Life changed. I didn't know if like this was going to be another. I was like, "Fuck, maybe I should just do process serving again." I I made good money. They paid us fucking sixty two cents a mile using our own cars. Well, you know, like if I drove five hundred miles, I got an extra two hundred fifty bucks in my pocket. Yeah. I was making great money doing that job, but I was like, "Is that my path?" 
So the, I don't think that's anybody's passion. Yeah, well, well <laughs> it's a job. I, I couldn't see myself living life doing something I don't love. You know, mm. uh, again, well, a lot I, of people do that though. Yeah, but you know, I I, I did that my entire career. like back at home, and again, not a jab against anybody, but when I when I visit home sometimes and I see some of those guys that doing are doing the same thing, I was like, I don't want that. I. This, my life now has become so normal that I get to go to these events. I get to shoot. I get to do cool shit. I, I almost forget that I'm so blessed in that position. That's where a job. I, yeah, that my job is awesome. I, I will say that. Who the hell? Like I'm getting paid to like make some creative ass shit, and then I, I, I sell it to sometimes. someone. Huh? Yeah. I feel the same way sometimes. Like working here, just like because I used to work in a kitchen. You're just stuck in the back of the yeah. fucking house, like just cooking food. And now I'm like. I get to be creative and I get to go do a lot of cool shit, meet a lot of cool people. Yeah, you get to wake up doing something like holy shit. Like, wow. I I did it for money. So, for my drive, it was always, I was always money driven because money, I didn't, I didn't care about the money. Money gives you time. Yeah. For me, time is wealth. Time to do what I want, time to go here, time to not go anywhere, time to do whatever. So, the money always drove me. So, I mean, I did have jobs that I enjoyed, but I went where the money was the best. Yeah, that, that was it. So I, said, I, didn't, I never had that work-life balance thing because I was there to grind and make as much money as I could so I don't have to work for forever. So my drive was different. I feel like I sacrificed a lot to do what I wanted to do. Like, you know, and it's a, yeah, I took jobs that I was just like, it's not paying much, but my work's getting out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm proud to see when I, you know, even to this day, even work from two, three years ago, it's on a major website. It's all there. It's all my work. I never really claim it, but I just like... I did that. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I, I'm happy less. about that. You, you know? can show us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm very happy about the stuff that I do. And like for any aspiring photographers that are in the situation that I was about 10 or seven years ago, eight years ago, is literally if, if it's your passion, do it. And don't be shy about what your work is or don't ever compare your work to your heroes or the people that you're like, oh, I want to get to that level. You will get to that level, but make it your own, and it it'll just flourish from there. And I'm, like I said, I've been fortunate enough to where, you know, I I love my own work, but I didn't know if other people loved it. But now that I get, you know, in the most recent years, and the people that know my work, they're just like, dude, I love what you did with that. And I don't know how to answer back. It's one of those things like they compliment you and you just run. And I'm like, thank you, bye. <laughs> it's like I got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Chuck, you want to ask him a question? Oh, shit. <gasps> Biggie or Tupac? Tupac, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> California love. Hey, born in, I, I was born in L.A. I got a... To live and die. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I'm, I'm all L.A. I was born in L.A. County. Close enough. <laughs> cool. Well, man, it's been great. Obviously, we love you. You're a friend of the shop. You do amazing work. You're a great human being. Um, but just real quick, like mental illness is real. If you guys are going through anything, talk to somebody, reach out. Don't be afraid. It's a serious issue. Um, and anybody with that, we wish you luck. But yeah, mm-hmm. thank Actually, you. before we sign off, uh, what you were just saying, don't be shy about telling people about your real feelings because I have friends that are going through mental illness stuff right now and uh, a lot of people tend to not share what they really feel mm-hmm. and I think that's like the whole you know manly thing of like course. oh I don't want to bother other people with my my stuff but to the the few friends that they if they do watch this they'll know I'm talking about them but I, I've I've went through this thing where I will consistently message them just to see how they're doing because I feel like they need to hear another voice mm-hmm. so if you need help, absolutely talk to your friends. 
yeah. reach out. Reach like, out for sure. Nope. Yeah. Learn how cool. to show love and receive. Do you have a website or anywhere that you push people? Other than riflesupply.com. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. It's been yeah, a pleasure. Thank you awesome. for being here. Oh, yeah, um, that was that was fun. That was so much yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. So your two time. IGs are Bear Cave Studio. Bear Cove Studio. Bear Cove Studio. <laughs> and then I my personal cave too. Yeah, my personal is phase two yogi. P H A Z E. The number two yogi. Uh yeah, that's pretty much and it. And where can we eat uh coming guy? Common guy. Uh, uh, no, uh, the goat. So my my staple or like the benchmark for Thai food will always be a restaurant in Hollywood. Or there's two locations, and one they open up Claremont, but the OG spot in the Hollywood Boulevard is called Sanam Luang. And so just type in S A N A M Lu L U A N G. That's like my benchmark. That's where my dad every time he landed from Thailand to LAX, he'd be like, "You know where to take me." All right. Well, now That's you awesome. got to take us. What about then? Orange County? Orange County. We got great Vietnamese for them. L.A. maybe? Long Beach? Fall. No Fall 14. Wait, where do you live? I live in Ontario now. Oh, 951? Oh, okay. Huh? 951. Nine, I guess. I'm still on 323. <laughs> <laughs> he is an OG L.A. Yeah, no. Hollywood Boulevard typically has the best Thai food. Um, Filipino food. That You go to a friend's house to eat Filipino food. You don't go to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, That's very uh, cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. All right, man. It's been great, Yogi. We love you, Thanks man. Thanks very much, yeah. dude. Let's go. Legendary episode 10 right there. <sighs> Splendid. Got to turn the AC on. Take that, Anthony. <laughs> dude, that like, was awesome, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It was a good time. To live and die in LA, oh, son. Hook me up.